Welcome back to the JT The Brick Show, brought to you by Modelo, a proud sponsor of the Raiders and the official beer of fans with the fighting spirit. It's time for JT The Brick. I love my job. I love the opportunity that I can come in here and talk to the Raider Nation. Put some respect on JT The Brick's name. The plan was to get this roster with this new regime. They were not keeping this roster, my friend. Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels were not keeping the roster they inherited from Mayock and Gruden and before that. And there were going to be changes, and we told you. Are you with me on that? Excuses die. The record stands. JT The Brick. That's it. That's all we've been telling you all year if you've been listening. They have a plan. I'm not saying it's going to work. It's going to be 100%. But I'm behind the plan. The plan is to get it up to speed where it's really good for a long period of time. You are what your record is. Sound off like you got a pair. And now. JT, the man to miss the Here's JT the Brick. All right, welcome back. Hour number two of the show. The final hour of the week. NBA Summer League's in town. There's Britney Spears. Victor Wembayana, breaking news, which is really global breaking news. Uh, the launch of the Sphere. Chris Matthews is going to join us in about five minutes. The newsman here in town, the dean, looking forward to talking to him. We're building the Raiders all-time team just on the radio for fun. Normally on Fridays in the summer, I'm out. I take a, you know, do one hour. We run a best of, but I've been double dipping. I hosted the Jim Rome show earlier in the week for a couple of days, and I'm in here for a full Friday with our proud partners and I'm excited about that. And I got to thank Raisin Canes, one of our great partners here. My son, who started his job and he's traveling tomorrow with his job. I'm real proud of him. Just brought in a box combo. So I went to the top of the hour. I go in. He's got the box combo. He's got the extra toast. And he made sure he brought me the slaw. Because he doesn't eat the slaw. I love the slaw. He's got a big lemonade. And we want to thank Raisin Canes. My son's live in the drive through at Raisin Cane's. And they go there and they continue to go back. So I am a Raisin Cane's dad with my two growing sons. They're still growing at 22 and 20. It's right by my house over here in Summerlin. They go to the drive through They bring home the food and they always think of me. So Raisin Cane's, those chicken fingers are unbelievable. The box combo, the slaw, the drinks, everything they have there is fantastic. Proud partner of ours here on Raider Nation Radio, Raisin Canes, fueling the Raiders' all-time team here on Raider Nation Radio. All right, here's my problem. I got 50 minutes to come up with the all-time offensive line. Here's what I got. We're talking about the centers today. From left to right, you cannot move them. I have Art Shell, Gene Upshaw, Jim Otto. I'm going to hold off on right guard because I need your help. And at right tackle... I have a really tough decision at right tackle. There are three starters there that I have, and one is a Hall of Famer. One should be a Hall of Famer. So what I'm going to do at the tackle position, left tackle and right tackle, I'm going to take my four. They're not all going to be at the same tackle position. I'm going to take the four tackles who played for the Raiders, who I think are the all-time tackles here, plus an honorable mention. Uh, I'm working right now on our backup offensive center. And I'm looking for the second tier. What I got for right guard are three that I can, I can slot one, two, three. I can take the third and make him one. It doesn't matter. They're all great. So the right guard to me has been the toughest one. As I'm trying to break down Wayne Hawkins, George Beeler, and Mickey Marvin. 
and we've tried to talk about them. We gave you their bios. We've taken phone calls on all of them. So I'll slot that one, two, an honorable mention. I'm not claiming I'm going to get it right, but I'm leaning a lot on the Hall of Famers, and I'm leaning a lot on your phone calls and tweets, at JT the Brick on Twitter and on the phones if you want to get through, 702-365-9200. And if you're going to NBA Summer League tonight, uh, the Sphere put out a big globe of the NBA basketball and Summer League today. I mean, what is the Sphere doing? They're putting up a lot of stuff. And it looks good considering it's not opened up yet, but that looks fantastic. And I'm excited to get into that with Chris Matthews from 8 News Now, our great friend who joins us during Fridays every other week during the season. Chris, this is such a big night tonight with NBA Summer League on top of the Britney Spears news with Wimbayana. <laughs> and Wimbayana is going to play tonight. How are you covering this story? Tell me about it. I know it's a crazy situation what happened there. I mean, when that when that broke yesterday, I thought of all the, or I guess the night before, the, of all the crazy things that happened, uh, Britney Spears runs up behind this star NBA player that uh, everybody knows, and you can't miss him. And then a security guard flips his hand back and smacks Britney uh, in the face, inadvertently or not. I mean, it was just a crazy incident, uh, d- d- what happened there. And then, of course, no charge is going to be filed. We heard that this morning, but just crazy. And then, uh, Wembenyama yesterday after practice over there at a high school talking about this incident and how he didn't even know what happened because it all happened behind him and he kept walking to the restaurant for dinner. So, I mean, that was just, it's kind of one of those uh, truth stranger than fiction kind of stories here in Las Vegas. But uh, yeah, all the crazy things that are going on here in Las Vegas this weekend, you mentioned the, uh, the summer league that kicks off today. You got all these games, the big marquee games tonight with the top stars. You got Scoot Henderson, who played here with the Ignite. He's also a big star. He's going to be playing. Uh, Miller, the, the uh, guy from Alabama, is playing tonight. It's just so much is happening here. Not only the NBA Summer League over at the Cox Pavilion and Thomas and Mac, but you got the brand new NBA Con that's going on over at Mandalay Bay. And this is really cool. I had a chance to go over there last night and kind of look around and see what they have. They have they have merchandise, they have clothing, uh, history, they got NBA rings, the Lakers, the, the Warriors, uh, rings with all the diamonds and, and pretty cool stuff. Uh, they got some WNBA stuff. Asia Wilson has some pretty interesting uh, merchandise over there. And you got a full court where they're gonna, teams are going to be practicing. Um, one-of-a-kind merchandise put out by the NBA. Uh, all kinds of cool stuff. I mean, if you've been to, a say, an NBA All-Star game where they have the the uh, crossover, the fan fest, that's kind of what it's like. Really a cool event. I mean, if you have a chance to go over, uh, if you're in town for the games, take a take a moment on today, Saturday or Sunday, to run by and just look at that because it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, that, that's one of those things, if you have kids and they're into the mm-hmm. NBA, head on over for sure. It's a, it's a can't-miss opportunity with a lot of cool things going on over there. They have panel discussions. In fact, Wembenyama is going to be over there. Uh, sometime this weekend in a panel discussion with some of the veterans, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Spencer Haywood, and some of these guys are going to be over talking. You got the history and the, and the future, and it's just, it's going to be a real neat event. So I, I would encourage all the, if they're coming into town for the uh, summer league this weekend, don't forget to check out the NBA con. That's going to be really fun as well. Chris Matthews from eight news. Now, what do you think of the sphere? I was gone on the 4th of July, but my wife was sending me and I followed the live stream. And I know you guys covered it at eight news. Now kind of blown everyone away that we have to wait for the U2 concert, but we're starting to see the globe on the outside and they're showing us a lot here. And I think it's going to be constant with F one coming and the build up to U two. It looks spectacular, especially from your 
viewing point where 8 News Now is located. It's got to be right on top of you. What's it look like? Oh, it is fantastic. When I first saw that, and you can't miss it, they debuted it on the uh, 4th of July evening with fireworks and all sorts of uh, LED pictures and screens and, and different things. And I put a, a, a tweet out with about a minute 41 of all these cool things. You got basketballs, uh, welcome NBA Summer League, just the, the, the globe. I'm trying to think of what else they had. They had so many cool pictures, not only the fireworks, but they had like a, uh, a Disneyland with the, you know, the castle and, and, but the thing, the thing that's really different with this, though, is the, the pictures are so crisp and sharp, and they just pop. And, it, it's, and they had a, you know, a big Fourth of July flag that, that twirled around. It's just one of those things that you will absolutely, if you're coming into town, all these uh, you know, Raider Nation listeners here, if they're coming into town, you've got to check out that story. You cannot miss it, really. I mean, it's, it, it'll just blow your mind just because it's so crisp and sharp and clean that you say, wow, if, that's what, if they can do that on the sphere, they can do anything on that sphere. And I can't wait to see what they do down the road with, like you say, the F1, the Golden Knights, the Raiders, um, it, you know, the Aces, perhaps they win a, another championship and, and all the things that you can do on that thing, because it's not just, oh, it's a cool screen. It is a sphere that just can do anything. And it's so crystal clear. It's amazing. Yeah, Chris Matthews, as we wrap it up, it's going to be incredible, especially with the F1 racing around it. And then they make the turn, and then they get on the strip, and then straight away, and then everybody looking at the sphere from the drones and the you know, above view of the track. It's going to be incredible. Hey, Chris, finally, we're talking about the Raiders all-time team, and you cover this team now as good as anybody. And growing up, you were watching Raider games in Salt Lake and Utah and out west, and, and you build the Raiders all-time team we, we know how great the offensive line is, and that's what we're wrapping up this hour with, with, you know, Art Shell, Gene Upshaw, Jim Otto, you know Lincoln Kennedy well, and there's, there's just so many players over the decades over that offensive line. The Raiders made their championship teams building behind elite offensive lines on their way to winning three Super Bowls and playing in five of them. And just talking about those great offensive line players, now we have a new regime here that's trying to build this offensive line because that's really the only way you can win at a consistent basis. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you did a fantastic job. Your award-winning show, is, I mean, you were talking about uh, Otto, and I, I was listening, uh, you know, what is an hour ago. You did a fantastic, uh, fantastic job, JT, on just kind of describing what his life was all about and how tough he was. And you mentioned I grew up in Salt Lake City, following the uh, the old Raiders and just how tough they were. You mentioned Gene Upshaw, Jim Otto, and Lincoln Kennedy. These guys, it's different today. It's just a different game today, but these guys were just mean and tough and gnarly, and they got after you. And, that, and that, like you were saying, not only the offensive line, but the defensive line, it was built from within, and those guys were just tough. And, and to recognize, you were mentioning you're putting your, your all-Raiders team together, that is almost like an impossible task because do you include the guys that are playing now? That, uh, that may have injuries down the road. I mean, like, would you put Colton Miller in one of the great ones? Hey, he might not play in, in three years from now. I mean, it's just, you have a tough, tough task ahead, JT, because there are so many names and so many uh, players to choose from who have had just fantastic careers. And as you mentioned, starts right there in the middle. You got the, you got three, you got the best right there. Upshaw, Otto, uh, Lincoln Kennedy, guys that just grind it every single week so hey good luck it's going to be fun i can't wait to listen to you as you continue to build this team just to hear who you're going to have on that team because you have a lot of people to choose from it's going to be really really interesting you got it my friend i'll see you out over the weekend i'm sure i'm going to see a lot coming up here with training camp hey before you go and uh, we'll wait to hear from you until training camp 
I know you guys have the most Raider games on, and I know you dedicate a lot to training camp before the season starts. So what are you building now at 8 News Now with your department to get all Raider Nation ready for training camp? Yeah, hopefully we got the uh, uh, Raiders pregame live. We're going to have that every uh, Sunday morning. Um, then you go into the NFL today and you got the game. So we got all these games on Channel 8. And then coming out, so we'll have the Raiders pregame live show in the morning on Sunday. And then following the Raiders game on Sunday, immediately after that football game, we will come on with a, a sports wrap where we'll have, uh, once again, we'll have uh, Schrader. He's going to be our guest mm-hmm. again, the former Raiders quarterback. He'll he'll join us, and he's fantastic, loves the show, loves to do the show. We'll have love having him on. And then, of course, at night, we follow that up with uh, Game on Vegas where we do a lot of Raiders coverage and continue our, our Raiders coverage. So we like to – Boy, I'll tell you what, it's just, it's, it's still yet to pinch yourself, JT, that we have the Raiders in Las Vegas, even though it's been, what, four years or so. But uh, a lot of fun. We'll have a lot of stuff going on this fall as we continue to kick off. And then we also have, uh, between now and the start of the season, we will have a couple more Raiders specials that will air on Saturday. And then leading into the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 58, that we have right here on Channel 8 in Las Vegas, we'll have another special show. So lots of stuff going on. We're excited. We're, we're thrilled to be, uh, you know, bringing that Super Bowl 58. Let's just keep our fingers crossed that somehow the Raiders sneak into that game. That would be absolutely phenomenal. But, uh, yeah, it's fun, J.D. I appreciate you having me on. Take care, Chris. Chris Matthews, 8 News Now, the dean of the newsmen. Here that we have that come in, including Dana Wagner, Kevin Bollinger. Uh, Kevin won Nevada Broadcaster of the Year again, sports broadcaster. What a great job. Vince Sapienza. We try to put everybody in here and get voices from all over town. We're friendly with all the channels, uh, especially 8 News Now and Chris Matthews, so we appreciate that. All right, here's what we're going to do. The last 45 minutes, we're going to announce the Raiders' all-time offensive line. Uh, This tweet comes in from Zach. JT, what's up? I have to go with Otto at center because he's one of the very best to ever do it. Barrett Robbins and big Rodney Hudson in the modern day. Keep up the great work. I'm loving this type of show. How about this? From Phil Villapiano. And these are only guys who said I can mention them on air. He goes, wow. Three great ones at right guard. George Beeler, a technician. Never made a mistake. Strong as an ox. Mickey. I called the mad dog because he had a fight every day in training camp until he made the team. We did not need him, but John couldn't cut him. Wayne, a great heart, gave it all. A gentleman and a team leader. The guy I would not want to play against every day. Mad dog Mickey Marvin. That comes in from Phil Villapiano, who played with these guys. All right, so we got an unbelievable group of people who are chiming in right now as we continue. So the big decision I have to make is right guard. Uh, We're getting a lot of tweets coming in with Dave Dalby as the center, the backup center to Jim Otto. And if you look at this and you think of Mosbar and Dalby, who do you give the advantage to there? Do you go to the rings? And what do we do at the tackle position with Lincoln Kennedy? What do we do at the tackle position between Lincoln Kennedy, Bob Brown, Henry Lawrence, John Vela, all behind Art Shell, or not. That's something that we need to get to here. And if you're joining us late as we kicked off this programming, I want to mention the great left tackle Bruce Davis. Bruce Davis, a two-time Super Bowl champ, Super Bowl 15 and 18. He was mentored by Art Shell and then took over for Art Shell in 1982. What a great player. Lincoln Kennedy, 
Lincoln, a three-time Pro Bowler. Lincoln could have played in any era. Lincoln was the anchor of the Super Bowl 37 team. Lincoln had a hell of a run with the Raiders, and as you know him as a broadcaster. Killer. Henry Lawrence, 1974 to 1986. That's 13 seasons with the Silver and Black. He won all three Super Bowls, starting in two of them. 187 games, 148 as a starter and a great singer. As we look at some of the other uh, names, Harry Shue out of Memphis State, AFL Raiders, 65-69, to 69, an AFL champion, played in Super Bowl II with the loss, a two-time AFL All-Star, and he was traded to the Rams for the great Bob Brown. John Vela, happy to call him a friend. Prayers go out to John Vela. He's been battling some, some things in his life, and the Raiders went to see him. All the legends as they were down here recently, 72-79 to 79 from USC, a uh, second-round pick, number 43 overall, a winner in Super Bowl eleven, considered one of the great Raider teammates of all time. We mentioned Kevin Gogan. What a player. Only played from 94 to 96 with the Silver and Black, but the Pro Bowler had a great career. George Beeler, second-round pick, 1969. What a career. He played from 69 to 78. Super Bowl eleven. one of the dominant individual performances totally blowing up Doug Sutherland of the Vikings in that game. A Hall of Fame player, not in the Hall of Fame, George Beeler. How about Wayne Hawkins? What a player, 1960 to 1970. Uh, Dear friends with the Flores family, an AFL champion in 1967. One of only 20 players to play in every AFL game ever played. Wayne Hawkins, a five-time AFL All-Star, all with the Raiders. Bob Sevius, Raiders 65-70, to 70, AFL champion, protected Tom Flores, played in Super Bowl II. He was replaced by Art Shell, third-round pick in 1965. Mickey Marvin, two-time Super Bowl champ for the Raiders at right guard, considered one of the toughest and more unique physical mad dogs in the history of this franchise. My guy, Steve Wisniewski, whiz. L.A. Oakland Raiders, 13 seasons, 206 starts, missing only two games. The 1990s All-Decade team, an eight-time Pro Bowler. What a player he was overall. Where do you slot Bob Brown? Ten seasons considered arguably the greatest right tackle of all time or on the Mount Rushmore of the position. His final three seasons with the Raiders, all very productive. First-team NFL seven times, six-time Pro Bowler, a member of the All-Decade team of the 60s, All-NFL seven out of ten years. Art Shell, the Pro Football Hall of Famer of 1989, 207 games, that's fourth all-time for the Silver and Black. Eight Pro Bowls, 23 playoff games, eight AFL-AFC championship games. A winner in Super Bowl eleven and fifteen. The Super Bowl eleven perfect game at his position. He pitched a complete shutout at left tackle in the Super Bowl. 158 games in a row before another streak of 51 in a row. Became the offensive line coach from 82 to 88 and then the head coach of the Silver and Black. In 1988, the first African-American head coach in this league. Gene Upshaw, widely considered the greatest left guard of all time. Pro Football Hall of Famer, 1987. All-Pro, All-Conference, eight times, six Pro Bowls. 
217 games, missed only one game. The number one all-time record for the Raiders, most playoff games started at 24. Team captain for nine years, two-time Super Bowl champ, 11 playoff appearances in 15 years. And the former executive director of the NFL Players Association, I have a story on that from 1983 to 2008. And one of the smartest men I've ever met, the former current attorney, Ron Mix, Hall of Famer, 1979, played one season for the Raiders, very productive in 1971. We're mentioning the centers. If you have a Barrett Robbins story, I told my Barrett Robbins story earlier in the show. Today would be, oh, and one other guy I want to mention. There's so many. I mentioned Mo Collins. We're going through some names. Robert Gallery. I want to mention Robert Gallery for a moment. What a great player. Didn't play great as a Raider. He came out. He was the second overall pick for the Raiders. Came to the Raiders. Highly expected to do big things. Injuries uh, didn't live up to the hype. Once a Raider, always a Raider. Robert Gallery has been around the organization a lot. Mark Davis gets it. He brings him back to all the events. And Robert is a fantastic gentleman. Great family. Great kids. You meet Robert Gallery. You don't talk about him underachieving or what he could have been. He's a Raider. And, man, does he represent this organization well. I love everything about Robert Gallery. A good man as we continue on. We're getting closer to unveiling this team. Uh, let's hear from you before I get out of here. 702-365-9200. When we come back, more of your phone calls. And help me out via the tweets at right guard. And most importantly, who's your backup center, Dalby or Mosbar? Where do you put Steve Wisniewski? And how do you get some of these tackles in? including John Vela. We'll get to all that in uh, my bucket of Modellos. Going to clean up today. Did five hours of radio total by 2 o'clock. I'm jumping in the pool. I'm going to NBA Summer League with my son tonight. Uh, we, we can't wait for this Wembayana game and what the crowd's going to be like. So when we come back, uh, your final phone call's on this. Feels like a big contest as we wrap up the complete offensive line. Who do I have slotted and where do I have them slotted? I think I got a little bit of a curveball, but I hope to get this right. Thanks to you and your help at JT the Brick on Twitter. If you want to get through as we continue on here, man, Grimaldi's is the best pizza I've ever had. Head on out to their five locations. Get the Brooklyn Bridge pizza. Trust me, you'll love it. I did everything against a lot of these guys to be the best I could and give them a real pain in the neck. That's what I tried to do every time I played. I'm not the best there is, but I'll fight anybody that thinks they're better. The JT The Brick Show is brought to you by Remy Martin. Team up for excellence. Yeah, Remy Martin, team up for excellence. How about that comparison to Jim Otto there? A humble man, but a tough guy. A guy who stood up for the Raiders brand. Could you say as good as anyone? All the great Raiders who ever played are known for being tough. But when you come to the Raiders' offensive line, and I'm greatly thrilled that we started uh, this summertime programming and we started with the offensive line because I really think I can tie it into this upcoming Raiders season at training camp. And Dave Ziegler listens to the show and others listen to the show inside the Raiders. And I've been stressing this for a while. I need new linebackers, linebackers who can tackle for the Raiders, and this offensive line, Colt Miller, who I think is a very good player, very good. He needs to become a pro bowler. We need to see Andre James, who I think has been playing really well for the Raiders, getting better and better. Dylan Parham turned out to be a good draft pick. 
We'll see if he turns out to be great, which means Pro Bowl. Remember, a lot of the guys I'm mentioning today are all in the Hall of Fame. It's a different era back then, but they were all Hall of Famers. They could have played in any era. Henry Lawrence could have played in any era. So could John Bell and Lincoln Kennedy. The Raiders now, in 2023, have to get these offensive linemen to play at a high level. They led the league with Josh Jacobs rushing. Jimmy Garoppolo needs protection. Everybody's worried about Jimmy G. Everybody's worried to death about Jimmy G. It's a grown-ass man who should be 100% healthy and ready to go. Everybody's worried about him. Well, do your job. Protect him. Protect him. Open up holes and give him the opportunity to make the extra long throw to Devontae as we continue on. So we're getting close to crown, to crowning the all-time Raider offensive line. We'll do that in about 10 minutes coming up here. Final votes to get in at JT the Brick on Twitter and on the phones at 702-365-9200. Diehard Raider fan, Chris in Sacramento. You're up next, Chris, and I'm dying to get your final list here if you want to give it to us. What's happening? Oh, what's going on, man? Sorry, it's been a busy morning. I haven't been listening today, so I hope I don't repeat myself or repeat, repeat what other people are saying. But we're talking centers, right? Yep, center. Center position, please. So, listen, if anybody says Jim Otto's not the greatest center in the history of the game, then they have obviously don't watch football. Um, 74 operations from football injuries and related surgeries. The man is an absolute terminator, and no, with no disrespect to Mike Webster, uh, Jim Otto's hands down the greatest center in the history of the game. So with that said, who's number two? And we had a lot of great centers. We're known for our centers. The, the crazy thing is, is if you think about it, with Dalby coming in after Otto, Mosbar coming in, and I don't know if it was discussed, but we took Don Mosbar one pick before Dan Marino in the draft in 83. And, uh, you know, in retrospect, would we have rather had Marino? Probably. But played 13 years for the Raiders. The crazy thing about these top four guys, Barrett Robbins, Don Mosbar, Dave Dalby, Jim Otto, they never played for another team. All four of them played their entire careers for the Raiders. Nine years for Robbins, 13 for Mosbar. 14 for Dalby, and, of course, 15 for Otto. The crazier thing is, out of 966 games played by the organization in their history of, what, 42 years, 62 years, sorry, uh, four centers played 709 games. Yeah. 709 games out of 966. Four guys. These guys, it's the greatest position, I think, um, overall through their history of the organization is the center position. Um Hands down, too bad what happened with Robbins. He could have ended up cracking the top two, maybe. Mm-hmm. But uh, my opinion is Otto, Dalby, Mosbar, Robbins. No disrespect to Rodney Hudson. I think he's a, a great, great player, but didn't play long enough for the Raiders to get my vote. So those are my four guys. Yeah, and, you know, I want to spend some time, Chris, because we go back a long way. And I, I look at Barrett Robbins, and you said he could have. You're right about that. Everything was setting up. For him, I remember when he got the success and he started tattooing his daughter's names down the back of his arm. And, you know, we didn't know the demons he had at the time. His teammates did. But at that time, that was a very good offensive line. We mentioned Mo Collins, Lincoln Kennedy, you know, Barry Sims, the other guys who were across that offensive line. And you're at Super Bowl 37. And, again, this is not about bashing Barrett Robbins. It's about building him up. His demons got a hold of him at the Super Bowl in La Jolla, California, if he was 100% clear, ready to go, not fighting his demons, 
I'd sure like to go back in the hot tub time machine with Gannon and play that Super Bowl 37 again with a healthy, mentally prepared Barrett Robbins. I think it could have made a yeah. difference. Well, you know, if you talk to some of the, the players that played on that team, nobody wants to use it as an excuse, but most of them will tell you privately that it was incredibly disruptive. And, you know, sadly, that was going on before the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Uh, the AFC Championship game in Oakland we were at, and we were at the Hilton Bar, and Barrett was in there until midnight, which was past curfew, uh, and he was just slamming vodkas. And my cousin actually said to him, hey, man, you got a big game tomorrow. I want you to mix in a, a, a water. And I thought Barrett was going to kill him. But Barrett was like, what are you, my mother? And we, we were like, uh-oh, this, you want to mess with this guy. Uh, and he disappeared that night, too, that a lot of people don't know about. And um, they found him, and they brought him back, and he played in that game. And, of course, you know, the, the other cool thing about these four guys is other than that, I mean, they they all led their teams that offensive line to Super Bowls. Um, other mm-hmm. than Barrett not showing up, he would have been in the Super Bowl. All four guys played in the Super Bowls, uh, except for, you know, Barrett and his mishaps. But, yeah, it's a tragedy, you know, and it's it's a mental health issue. And, uh it, it was really something that who knows what would have happened for sure. Thanks, Chris. Good to hear from you. Take care of Chris yeah, in buddy. Sacramento. Uh, really leaning on him, too, because he knew these guys and he's in the memorabilia business and he's been texting me and he loves this topic, too. And I know a lot of other fans want to get in. Uh, you can get in now. It's kind of last call before I head out to Summer League and uh, get ready for tonight as we'll crown coming up in our final segment what we believe is the all time offensive line. And you know, one of the reasons we're also doing this is we're trying to uh, talk about the greatness of the Raiders and try to get this Raider team. You know, they, they all know this. The guys who are running the team now come from the Patriots where they won six Super Bowls. And Dave Ziegler's got three rings. Josh McDaniels has got, you know, six rings when it comes to this. They know the history of the Raiders, offensive lines. The Patriots have had great players. But what's great about this offensive line conversation that we're having is, is just how nasty and tough they were. From talking to some of the Hall of Famers and seeing these guys, one of the things I don't think we did enough uh, of a job talking about is how many, how many players that they went up against in practice that made them great. So imagine your Art Shell and Gene Upshaw, and Ted Hendricks has taken full reps on you every bleep in practice, and he's not letting up. What was it like for Ted Hendricks to line up on the edge as a linebacker edge rusher and have to go up against Art Shell or go on the side, go up against Henry Lawrence or Vela or the guards in this situation. You hear that term in sports a lot, iron sharpens iron. I think one of the main reasons why the Raiders were so dominant in the 60s, 70s, and into the early 80s was they had practice. They did two-a-days. They had full pads. They had real training camp where they trained physically in practice full pads and they were going all out and you didn't hear about the injuries that you're hearing about today you know i'm all for protecting jimmy garoppolo in practice and putting a red jersey on him i'm all for that but this offensive line that the raiders have now they have a limited amount of time to practice a limited amount of time to practice with pads and then once the season gets going it's not like the old raiders who still had brutally difficult practices ahead of games and the offseason and the season was much longer when it came to the amount, you know, some of the old-timers that played in six preseason games. We're talking about six of them and how they were able to play and what they had to do back then. It's just too much. 
Micah checking in. JT, I love this topic. I want to know what you got as the backups because I think I have all the starters, especially with Upshaw, Shell, Otto. I want to know what you're doing at right tackle. (laughs) Well, I'm thinking about right tackle now, and right tackle is a little bit of a curveball. My toughest decision when it comes to right tackle is length of service with the Raiders. Length of service. So this will be the first decision I make on this all-time team that I'm going to have to go with guys who played lesser time with the Raiders. I don't think anybody's going to make this team that's only played one year, Devontae Adams or Jerry Rice who played two. I don't think. But I got an offensive lineman that needs to make this list, and I'll get to that. My good buddy Mario in Union City. Mario, I did three hours before this started and talked a lot about the disgraceful Yankees. 14-1 to loss for our Yankees last night against the Orioles. That could be rock bottom for me, Mario. I can't handle it. Brother, I can't handle it either. Man, good thing they have the MLB free package right now, free previews. I changed that thing real quick, but man, I couldn't watch it. I was I went to the A's game here in Oakland. All three perfect game. I got to say that it was great. But uh, you're right. I'm with you right there, brother. Now let's change to the Raider Nation. I got a quick story, JT. I don't know you. I know you knew my dad, but uh, back at the Hyatt where Hagenberger used to be, where the Walmart is. I used to be a hotel where my dad worked. I was me and my brothers were fortunate kids, but my dad worked there. Jim Otto, Bolitnikov, Stabler, Hendricks. They would have breakfast there, and we were fortunate enough to have it breakfast here and there with them at that time back in the 70s, my man. So I want to go with Otto, Dave Dalby, and Don Mosbark because I've seen them play down in Los Angeles as well. Another L.A. story, JT, please. Uh, we're at the L.A. game, Raiders versus Denver, I believe. We're at the hotel. My dad, hey, you need the guys need to come down here and come get some autographs. So my brothers and I go in the elevator. Guess who's in the elevator, my man? Jim Otto and George Bland are right there, autographs right in the, right there in the elevator. Then my dad comes back and introduces. He goes, I think we've already met your kids already. So that's my story. And a shout-out to John Villa. I don't know if you're aware of this, brother, but he had two store, two Raider stores, Villa uh, Raider shops here, one in Union City, Dakota Road, and the other one in Castro Valley. So prayers go out to Mr. Vela. Very nice guy. Always signed autographs, and he was kind of the – to me, the founder of the, uh, what do you call it, the uh, on location, you know, if you want to go on road trips. I remember that very well. So, Mr. Vela, prayers go out to him, too, man. And Raider Man, what's up, baby? Good to hear your voice always, my man. Jay, Good to hear from you, Mario. Brother. Thank you. And I wanted to spend a minute before we come back for our final segment with the all-time team on John Vela. You know, when John Vela, John Vela was the guy who put together all the Raider road trips. And when I came to the team, and I came to the team in 1998, you know, I was jumping in with the black hole and I was putting some road trips together and I had to go to Mr. Veller and let him know that I didn't want to infringe on his business. And I wasn't going to do the business he was doing. I mean, he had tour buses, he was putting together plane charters and all that, but I started doing my new Orleans trip in 2001 and we started to do some big events and raise some money and do some charity work. And I went to John. I went to John at his business and said, I'd like to learn from you. And he just started smiling and laughing. And I'll never forget John Vela looking at me, that big smile, the big teeth, the eyebrows, the jet black hair. And he says, JT, there's so much more for everyone. Do whatever you want. Just get more Raider fans on the road. If you need any help from me, call me. I'm like, okay, man, that was pretty cool. And now think of the Raiders as they travel on the road and the international fans that go see them in London. 
And now one of the great things about Allegiant Stadium, even though we never wanted to leave Oakland, is now we have a global hub for the Raider Nation globally. So it's much easier now for Raider fans to get to Vegas, much more difficult to get tickets now. You know, I know there's a lot of opposing fans who are getting tickets. We know why. They want to go. They've never been. They want to see their teams. That'll correct itself and balance itself out in a few years, and especially when the Raiders win more. But uh, all Raider Nation will probably tell you they travel as good as any fan base in the history of sports. Raiders, Pittsburgh Steelers, Dallas Cowboys, Green Bay Packers, the Raiders are in that group, that Mount Rushmore 4 group. And Raider fans are going to have the opportunity to travel this year to some unique cities where we don't go to every year. You know, Miami's unique because of South Beach. Detroit on a Monday night, that's a weird game. Uh, Buffalo, this will be the last time most likely the Raiders play at the old Rich Stadium before Buffalo gets their new stadium. Uh, Kansas City, uh, L.A. is a home game as always. And then Denver with the new regime of Sean Payton. So the road trips this year are kind of unique and interesting. We'll have plenty of time to go over that. When we come back, my final call, the Raiders' all-time offense. Wish me luck. And a lot of it had to do with our votes, our insiders, and their opinions. Just the entire offensive line. A first team, a second team, and a few honorable mentions as we continue racing towards that bucket of Modelo and NBA Summer League. JT on the flagship of the Silver and Black. Jim was a great leader. He's working his quarterbacks. He's talking to the coaches. He's talking to the defensive guys that are about to go onto the field. He's talking to the special team guys. Make a break out there, gang. Come on, babe. If you were down, he'd pick you up. He made you feel like a million dollars. Jim Otto, double O, the ultimate Raider. Welcome back to the JT The Brick Show, brought to you by the Botanist Gin, the number one fastest growing brand. Step up your cocktail game with the Botanist Gin. Thanks to Steph McKenzie, diehard Raider fan, as we continue here with the Raiders. All time, a greatest team with the offensive line. A great job by Danny today getting this done and everybody behind the scenes. Uh, this could not have gone better, in my opinion, because of the work that went in behind the scene with the sound bites, like you just heard there from Phil Villapiano, Al Davis, Jim Otto, all the sound as we'll continue this topic and we will go with the defensive line when we come back and we come back here on Monday. Uh, NBA tonight, big night here in town. If you're going to NBA Summer League, congratulations to our friend Albert Hall. Everybody behind the scenes here for putting this together. It's going to be epic tonight. We'll see what happens. That Britney Spears story. I can't believe I'm mentioning Britney Spears in the same segment I'm mentioning Jim Otto. But the Britney Spears, Victor Wembayana, TMZ story is bringing a lot of extra eyeballs on this story than normally would be. Wembanyana, I think you get a chance to see him play tonight. You won't see him play much after that. So a lot of people are ready to roll here tonight and getting it going. And thanks to everybody who participated with the Raider Nation, especially uh, the guys in the black hole, some of the old school guys and some of the new school uh, fans of the show who are out there tweeting and getting involved here. We appreciate that as we get going. All right, here is the all-time Raider offensive line, in my opinion, due to votes conversation and what we heard here for the last two shows. We're going to start off at the tackle position, left tackle, Art Shell, widely considered the greatest left tackle of all time. The Hall of Famer, the Pro Football Hall of Famer, his partner right next to him, Gene Upshaw, uh, considered the greatest 
left tackle of all time, both side-by-side players for the majority of their careers into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We go, no doubt, with Jim Otto as the center on the all-time team. When we get to right guard, this was my toughest decision. Maybe it wasn't a tough decision for many people, but it was for me as we end up going with Mickey Marvin. Uh, Mickey Marvin, the two-time Super Bowl champion at that position. Uh, It was pretty much a three-way tie. We had three players at this position. From talking to Hall of Famers off the record, which was on the record with me, but off the record here on the radio, the difference with Mickey Marvin here was the two Super Bowl wins, played from 97 to 87, Super Bowl 15, Super Bowl 18. The performance in Super Bowl 18 goes down in history and also the way they played. He outplayed in Super Bowl 15, Charlie Johnson and Bill Berge up the middle. And what, what, can, what was considered at that position one of the greatest Raider games ever played at the position of right guard. Right tackle? It's going to be controversial for some, not for me. It was clearly Bob Brown, the Hall of Famer. He played three seasons with the Silver and Black. He just passed away. Uh, No doubt about it, when you look at him as a champion, most of his career was played with other teams, Philadelphia and the Rams. But Bob Brown had a huge impact on the Raiders. Everyone I've talked to within the organization, outside the organization, said no debate. Bob Brown is one of the greatest top four right tackles of all time, played three years with the Raiders, clearly eligible, and head and shoulders the best right tackle in Raider history. We move to the backups. I'll go to left guard with Steve Wisniewski. Wiz Zone, I think with all the Pro Bowls, all the great appearances as an Ironman, one of the greats of all time. Wiz comfortably behind Gene Upshaw at the left guard position. At center, Dave Dalby. Uh, clearly, uh, the Super Bowls with a difference with him over Mosbar, two great players. Don Mosbar gets more, much more than an honorable mention, one of the great players in Raider history. Now the toughest decision I had to make. Who's the backup right guard here to Mickey Marvin? Uh, going back and forth, it came down to George Beeler and Wayne Hawkins. We're going to go with Wayne Hawkins in the 60s, early 60s. And it was a push and shove here. I could have went George Beeler or Wayne Hawkins. The five all-star appearances in the row. The level that he played out, which was such a great level compared to all the other all-stars who played at that time in that era. George Beeler, not as a pro bowler, but as a Super Bowl champion, did not get the individual accolades that he should. I could have went George Beeler, the backup, Wayne Hawkins, the honorable mention. So I'll go Wayne Hawkins there. And we'll go him behind Mickey Marvin as I take a look at the right guards as we continue on. And then when it comes to the final tackle position, this is where I go to the four greatest tackles. And I didn't go right guard, left tackle. I put in Lincoln Kennedy. This was a really, really tough decision, too, for all the other tackles that played on the right side with Lincoln or the left side. I went with the four greatest tackles, in my opinion, to play. And honorable mention, obviously, when you look at some of these players that played on the outside, there's too many to name. And I mentioned Bruce Davis with his Super Bowl wins, playing on better teams than Lincoln Kennedy played on. Uh, No bias here. I got an overwhelming amount of tweets, text messages on Lincoln Kennedy. So Lincoln Kennedy as my final tackle there. Now you're saying, am I moving him to the other side? Lincoln could play either side, predominantly right tackle, But Bob Brown, 
Henry Lawrence, killer, the backup to Bob Brown, Art Shell, and Lincoln Kennedy make the four greatest tackles on non-official. This is not from the Raiders. This is Raider Nation Radio with my name on it. So finally, as I tweeted out, the Raiders' all-time team on Raider Nation Radio, our choices are Art Shell, Gene Upshaw, Jim Otto, Mickey Marvin, Bob Brown, Lincoln Kennedy, Steve Wisniewski, Dave Dalby, Wayne Hawkins, Henry Lawrence. Honorable mentions, George Beeler, John Vela, and Don Mosbar. And if I left anybody else out, you can retweet it. I can clean this up because in about two weeks, we're going to do it finally again. But we wanted to kind of wrap up this offensive line. Thank everybody behind the scenes. Uh, Get your opinions, get your dialogue, retweet it, and we'll come back fresh and ready to go coming up here on Monday with the defense, the defensive line from Howie Long to John Matuzak, right, to Greg Townsend, to the players that we can see now. Where do you put put Max Crosby? Max Crosby is one of the only players that I would consider putting on this along with Devontae and Josh Jacobs. Okay, we can, we can go outside the box and go in that decision. But the Raiders' all-time team, as we kicked it off here on Raider Nation Radio, again, a couple of these were really easy. When you think of Highway 63 and Art Shell and the great Jim Otto, a lot of it wasn't. Man, I'm gonna, I learned a lot over the last two days from you, the listener, the audience here on the right guard position and the depth of the left guard position and some of the other players who were there. And, you know, uh, Bruce Davis is another honorable mention that I'll try to get out here also with some of the other great names. And George Beeler really has me pulled. Did I make a mistake with that or not? And uh, some of the other great names that are out there. But a lot of this came down to a Super Bowl or two tiebreaker. You know, you played in the Super Bowl, or if you won two Super Bowls, you were going get to get the advantage. And unless you're going up against a guy like Bob Brown, who is just simply too dominant, for me to leave off this list after playing only three seasons with the Raiders as we get going there. So that's where we're at. Danny, thank you for filling in for Bobby. I hope Bobby feels better, and uh, we'll get after this, and we'll get after it hard coming up again. Uh, If you're going tonight and you're going to Summer League, get there early. We know how traffic can be in this town. It can be brutal. Uh, No, it's never been brutal until recently with the sphere and the cones and everything that we're seeing here on the road. So uh, thank you for listening all week. Uh, thanks to the DeCastaverde Law Group, proud partner of the show as they're helping us build the all-time team. If you get into a car accident, if you get into any accident, go to the DeCastaverde Law Group, 702-222-9999. And that's where we stand. There goes the tweet. I just tweeted it out, uh, retweet it, or come at me if I'm wrong, and I'll be able to clean this up as we go along. But that's the offensive line. And I thank you for a really good special week of programming. Q's coming up next. I'll see you back on Monday if I don't see you at the uh, Summer League tonight, which is going to be a lot of fun. And stay out of the heat. And please protect your pets, especially your dogs and cats, your pets. Get them out of the heat. Turn up the AC. Get them out of the heat because it's going to be hot from here on out for a while. Thanks again, Danny. Have a great day, everybody. I'll see you on Monday.